electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. AI is not only disrupting the tech sector in the market, but now the health industry with old-fashioned medical records technology now being phased out, giving doctors less time with paperwork and more time with patients. Our Bertha Coombs has that story for today's Tech Check. You don't look like you feel good today. Dr. Tashella Johnson-Foy starts patient visits by pulling out her phone. It listens in on our visit so that I can pay more attention to you. Are you comfortable with me using it? Using Nuance's DAX app has freed Foy from typing when she's seeing patients. The AI program writes her patient summaries for her, which has freed her from... Pajama time, which is should be the time where you're getting ready to wind down and go to bed. We're usually still charting and noting and doing things that are going to enhance the life of the patient, but not necessarily our own quality of life. At Baptist Health in Jacksonville, harnessing generative AI programs to help doctors and nurses fight burnout is a top priority. There's new economies of scale and economies that healthcare will be able to get into leveraging AI because you simply, because you eliminate all the administrative redundancy and bureaucracy overhead and you allow folks to work top of license. Using AI to reduce administrative tasks could help hospitals cut total costs by 5 to 11 percent in the next five years, according to a National Bureau of Economic Research study, for physician groups up to 8 percent and for health insurers 7 to 10 percent, though the upfront investment isn't cheap. If it cost me X, but I just made my patients a whole lot happier and my physicians a whole lot more productive, well, there's an answer right there by itself. But about that productivity, Dr. Foy says it shouldn't mean more work. Pajama time is now reserved for time with her family. This is about the doctor having a quality of life that they deserve because we're people too. So the newest version of the DAX Express actually does it immediately. You're, you're done talking, you press end record, and there is the whole record. And it's fairly complete. What's really interesting is that Microsoft is working with Epic, which is the largest uh, electronic health record company. And they're also working on seeing how they can use it to do the replies. That's another thing. A friend of mine who's a doctor, she says, it's not just the medical record. I have to email you back, and people are asking me questions. So they're doing that, one doctor told me in San Diego, she said, we put a disclaimer that it was generated by AI, but my patients would know because it's written much better than I would. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about the jobs number on Friday where healthcare added like 63K. It doesn't mean this is going to take jobs away. The the, the demand for labor is so incredible. Well, the other thing, too, is you also need people who have the tech, tech skills to be able to maintain these systems. These are huge machine learning programs. You also have to make sure that they are secure, so you have to be on the lookout for hackers and so it's, it's kind of like when we went from paper records to electronic records. We got rid of the file clerks who used to, back in the day, they used to you know, go around with big files. But the jobs have grown exponentially since. How, 
How comfortable do patients feel about this? Because, you know, this is really sensitive information that they could be asking for and sharing. And is there any hesitation on the part of patients? You know, her patients, uh, Dr. Foy's patients, seem to like it. And I did a demo with Microsoft. Actually, I tweeted out, we tweeted out the link earlier where you sat down and it's refreshing to sit and talk to a doctor and not have them they're buried in the screen for half of your visit. So, yeah, and, the other there. Thing, and the other thing that's really great too is that it really takes what you say and it creates a summary, which doctors often don't have time to do. Huh. So it's, it was actually really kind of cool, I thought. Yeah, well more information in healthcare seems like it could be a good thing, although potentially some drawbacks. Right, and you have well. to really take the security, and there are folks like the dean of uh, Stanford Medical School, Lloyd Minor. he's got a group to try to come up with some rules and safeguards, because he worries that this could also be used in terms of you know preventing equity, right? Because if the insurers come up with new rules and they deny more claims, then that's gonna make it hard for people to actually get access. So that's one of the things that he's also worried about. Fascinating, Bertha, thank you so much for bringing this to us. Uh, Clearly the next phase in healthcare that that we should be aware of, appreciate it. Uh, One of the biggest VC investors in the health space from telemedicine to their own investment in AI chatbots, Lara Hippo Ventures co-founder and managing partner, Eric Hippo joins us now. Erica, really fascinating next phase in kind of the healthcare technology space. What inning would you say this industry is as it pertains to AI? Is is this kind of the, the biggest use case that we could see? It's going to be a, a good morning. Uh, it's going to be a, a huge use case. I think I would say that we're in the kind of maybe the second inning. Uh, at, the, at the moment, we're in what I would describe as augmented intelligence. So it's it's as your uh, segment was uh, was previewing, which is collecting data so that the doctor doesn't have to do it, so that by the time the patient sees the doctor, uh, and by the way, it doesn't necessarily have to be in person, it can also be uh, via teleconference or, or video conference. Uh, by the time the, the patient, uh, the doctor sees the patient, the doctor already has a, a, a lot of information about what's going on and could be much, uh, uh, could be prescriptive much faster. What about the most cutting edge, you know, use case for AI in healthcare? I mean, are we gonna be seeing AI engaging in diagnoses, maybe even one day being able to, you know, in some capacity perform surgeries via some kind of robot or, you know, what do you see as kind of the the most cutting edge future of AI in healthcare right now? Yes, all all of the uh, applications you just mentioned uh, already kind of exist in some forms. Uh, As an example, we, one of our companies, K-Health, has, you know, bought AI to uh, clinical grade and is being used by doctors in the clinical settings with such uh, partners as CEDAR's uh, uh, Senai and, um, um, and Mayo Clinic. Uh, so what happens here is that the, the, the patient goes online, answers a number of questions, typically about 25 questions in five minutes, um, and then has the option to uh, uh, ask for a doctor. So you can immediately um, call a doctor online on video. And by the time you see the doctor, which is like I mentioned, uh, immediate, the doctor already knows um, you know, where to direct his thoughts about the diagnostics. So it's, it's, it's um, faster, it gives, it gives access to primary care in ways that has, has not been accomplished to this day, and it's a lot cheaper. Eric, it's amazing how many layers there are to this story. I mean, there's the office care, there's the procedures, there's drug development, and I wonder mm-hmm. how you think that all stacks up against 
opportunities in education or media or financial services, for example? Yeah, so uh, kind of all of the above. You know, healthcare is obviously a very complicated and it's also the largest segment of our economy. Uh, but education, uh, again, I'm talking about augmenting. I'm not talking about replacing teachers or replacing doctors. Uh, I'm just saying we need to augment um, their efficacy uh, by giving them a lot of it, a lot of information uh, about their um, the students or their patients ahead of time. So it, it's going to have a tremendous effect pretty much across the board. Uh, AI is going to be very pervasive. It's going to be everywhere. Eric, it seems like, uh, you know, there's obviously tremendous technology out there, but what about the safeguards? Would you say that, you know, some of the, the protections that Bertha was talking about have kept pace with technology? Um, is there still a ways to go in terms of making sure that, you know, there are no privacy implications, for example, uh, or misdiagnoses or, or, you know, things that could lead patients, you know, down some sort of rabbit hole of, of diagnoses that they, they don't really need to go down? Uh, absolutely. We, we need to establish. A, we, we have to remember this is the very beginning of AI. And so it's 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 immature. Uh, it gives wrong information. This is why it should be it should be in, uh, assisting a doctor, assisting a teacher, not replacing the, those people. Um, but there, there's a lot to be done. And the industry uh, is working on, for instance, uh, maybe giving you a watermark. So that if, if content is generated by uh, AI, it says content generated by AI, so you know um, that you know they, it could be false. Um, right now, you don't. So we we need a lot of these safeguards, uh, but but at the same time, we need to make sure that we are not stifling uh, the development of this technology, which uh, is is really really revolutionary. Yeah, it's clearly a delicate balance there. Anyone who's been down the rabbit hole of WebMD can probably empathize with the, you know, the potential pitfalls uh, here. So we appreciate you sharing the multitude of layers as it pertains to AI and healthcare. Eric Capo, thank you for being here. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.